Voting isn't just going to the polls on election day anymore. Options like early voting, mail-in voting, and ballot drop boxes are available to more voters and are growing in popularity. How to Vote, a tool created by Democracy Works, breaks down the options your state offers for casting a ballot and empowering you to decide when and where to vote. Decide when and where you'll vote this year at howto.vote. Hey everyone, Josh here from Fearscape Paranormal Podcast. Have you been to our website, fearscapepodcast.com? There you can check out our store with all of our awesome t-shirts, check out guests that have been on the show, listen to the podcast directly on the website, even donate and help us bring you awesome content. Please consider supporting us, fearscapepodcast.com. Hey everyone, Ray Robinson here, host of the Unsensitive Podcast. You're probably wondering, what does unsensitive mean? Well, it's a completely made-up word to define a topic that is insensitive to talk about at family gatherings and parties, but you talk about them anyway. It's a podcast that you can send your most clueless family members to save them the embarrassment of asking these questions themselves. New episodes drop every Tuesday evening at 7 p.m., part of the Fearscape Media Network. Because quite honestly, what's scarier than facing your own misconceptions about the world around you? Hello. I'm so glad you could join us. I hope you brought your blanket to hide under. The spooky crew is going to discuss things and events from other realms. Ghosts. Cryptids, aliens. Be sure to hold your blanket extra tight as the boys take you deep into the fear scale, fear scale, fear scale. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a very special bonus episode of Fearscape Paranormal Podcast. This is Stefan, one of your hosts from Fearscape, and we are getting close to the 100th episode of our show. And to celebrate, we are premiering a series of episodes called The Road to 100, Days Gone By, where we let you listen to episodes from Fearscape Past, from our old radio show, Fearscape FM, and more. And there may even be a few surprises, things that have never even been heard before. We hope you enjoy this archived episode of Fearscape, and remember, hold those blankets extra tight. The following program is presented for entertainment purposes. WCHQ does not necessarily endorse the ideas presented. Fearscape is a program that explores the legends and lore around many creepy and scary things. Information is researched and presented in an entertainment fashion and is presented based off of what we found. Legends have a way of changing over time. So, beware. 
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Fearscape FM here on 100.9 FM WCHQ. All local, all spooky, all All the the time. time. That's right. All local, all spooky, all the time. Uh, I'm here with my my other host here, Mr. Brad McQueary. Oh, hey, and I'm here with my uh, other host here, Mr. Stefan Gearhart. And we're here with all the ghosts that are in the building here at the WCHQ studios. Apparently, uh, (laughs) a lot more people are starting to notice that, not just us. Yeah, staff members are actually starting to comment now, like, did anybody else hear the voices? And they just keep tagging us all the time. Like, hey, guys. Hey, guys. Can you leave the ghost out of the studio? Yeah. I'll uh, put them there. uh, But speaking of which, uh, speaking of WCHQ staff, uh, I had the opportunity uh, while you were tending to your sick pug uh, last week to have an interview with uh, one of our favorite staff members here at WCHQ, Jen B. Jen B. Jen B in the hizzy. Oh, oh. She has some stories, my friend. Uh, she talks about two things. Um, she talks about the Brasso Mansion, mm-hmm. uh, but the main thing that we're going to be talking about in the interview with her that I got was her experience at the Santa Cruz house. Uh the like the Amityville house? No, this is in Santa Cruz, California, where she lived for a long time with a drummer, and you'll hear all this story. Uh, but yeah, let's—I say we jump right in, uh, if you're ready. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean this this is such it. a big story. We're cutting creepy ketchup. We're cutting spooky news because this deserves our airtime tonight. Well, I'd say let's get to it. And uh, as usual, Brad, tell them what they need to do. Hold those blankets extra tight. Here we go. All right, yeah. Hey, thank you for coming on Fearscape FM. Uh, you you hit us up and said, I got a story for you, right? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> and even when we first met, you alluded to this. So tell us your story from the beginning, you know, how you got this place, all that stuff. Okay. So the end of 1997, I moved from the East Coast to Santa Cruz, California. I was working in a band. I'm a musician. And um, met my drummer, and we started dating. Uh, He asked me over to dinner at his home. He owned a home right on the ocean. Well, that's a good, that's a great place for a first, uh, you know, dinner (laughs) date type thing. Yeah, it was our third date. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, and he said, well, you know, my my house, um, sometimes people see things. And uh, as long as you're not, you know, too spooked, you know. Uh, it's a great house. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, had you seen things before in your life? Had you been experienced to paranormal stuff before, or was this the first experience? Yes, I have. I experienced a very intense residual haunting with my mother and my two older sisters when um, we were being taken by the realtor to see the Brasso Mansion in Hyde Park, Vermont. Ooh, yeah, if you wouldn't mind, after we talk about this one, if you wouldn't mind talking about that, sure. I would love to. That sure. would be great. Um, I mean, I was eight. Yeah. And, uh, but my two older sisters and my mom both experienced it. Um, and it didn't feel scary. It felt incredible. Yeah. No, I have similar. My sister and I both have seen things since we were little and some yeah. of my earliest experiences are around seven, eight years old. Okay. So, cool. Cool. <laughs> yes. So it intrigued me as well as, um, it, it was intriguing when he said that. And so I went over for dinner and, um, I'm, he 
asked me, you know, sit in the living room for a minute. You know, he was finishing up preparing whatever he was making for dinner. Mm-hmm. And I look up and there's an open hallway at the end of the living room. And this older gentleman, uh, balding, he had a white short sleeve button-down shirt, old-time trousers with suspenders, a pocket protector. Mm. He was bald, and um, he just walked across the hallway, and he looked at me and then looked and then moved on. Mm. And I, I was like, hey, man, <laughs> to, to John, I said, hey, man, are you... I didn't. I thought we were alone here. Yeah. And I was getting ready to leave because that's kind of unnerving. Oh heck you know? yeah! <laughs> now, real quick, was he was he see through? Could you see through him, or was it more of a solidified figure? No, it looked like a real person. It wow. Was okay. So, he was solid. That tells me a lot about him. It's a very powerful spirit. Then, he for didn't sure. make any noise though, even though he had on those big black mm-hmm. shoes. That, and in an older home, not making yeah, noise. Yeah. Yeah. And it was all hardwood floors. Yep. So yeah, no noise. Like he. That's interesting. So John said, oh, that's my ghost. <laughs> and every female that's been in this house has seen him. Oh, wow. So it's a, a thing that he only shows himself to females. Very, very interesting. Yeah. I, yeah. And John was like, I really want to see him. Right. That's how I would be, too. I'd be like, <laughs> it's not fair. <laughs> yeah. So um, fast forward uh, a year later, um, John asked me to move in with him, and I did. Great. And (laughs) we had two cats, and the cats would stare at that hallway, but mostly they would stare in the doorway of this back bedroom. He never used this back bedroom. And I was like, this is such a waste. You could set up, a, you know, your practice mm-hmm. drum, your electric kit and to practice. Or we could, you know, have a meditation room or something. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, we can't use that room. The electricity never works in that room. The lights pop. They, they just burn out. They pop. And it's freezing. It's always Those are both freezing. classic signs of a spirit. Um, so in a lot of haunting cases, uh, temperature uh, reduction is very common uh, because they consume energy. At w- science, a lot of scientists that are into this believe that they are um, using that energy as a way to show themselves to kind of stay on this realm. Um, and so in a sense, they consume that energy. And so heat is created by, you know, energy. And so when it's kind of taking that energy away, it cools the room down. Well, another one on ghost hunts, if you'll watch sh- oh. stuff, you'll see that batteries tend to go down and things like yes. that because it uses that, that electricity, which is a source of energy. So that makes complete sense. So it's like that must have been like his bedroom or something like yeah. that that he's familiar because ghosts tend to stick to a particular area. You know, so that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay. So at the time I was practicing some Wicca. Oh, um, cool. I'm Wiccan as well. Yeah. Yeah. So very cool. So I decided that um, we would do a house cleansing um, sage and I would call in my guides and I would call in the goddess and we would just get some white light in here. (laughs) Yeah. Was it starting to kind of change? Like, because, you you know, you said you didn't get a bad vibe. Now, had you seen anything or felt anything over the year you guys had been dating before you moved in, or was that first experience the only one? No, I had seen him many times. Okay. And just glimpses of him. And um, 
it didn't feel like there was anything changing until after I moved in. <laughs> That's what I was going to ask. So uh, w I was wondering why you felt the need to cleanse if, if he had felt positive at first. Well, about three months after I moved in, I started to feel like I was being watched mm. and that there was someone, <laughs> this is going to sound crazy, right next to me, like breathing in, in, to my neck like, right oh, I just couldn't yeah well that's that. another thing I, I was just watching unsolved mysteries and there was a um, a hotel that's haunted and at the bar this guy says that there's a ghost that every night blows on the necks of women <laughs> and uh, they keep thinking it's these men that are at the bar and so he said he loves every night seeing it happens it's just like dominoes boom 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 and then you just see these guys getting slapped all the time and then also um, not sure if you're familiar with sleep paralysis or night hag or things like that but heavy breathing and things like that is absolutely um, something that happens during that as well Brad and I have both experienced that um, so already mm. I'm like yep I'd be cleansing okay. this place too <laughs> yeah so um, at that point I'd been living there about eight months and uh, John had just finished this beautiful big addition to his home. Second story off the great room and uh, a beautiful little living room with a fireplace, a deck where you can see the ocean, oh, wow. and a bedroom in the back. And bathroom. Right. right. And... And so this was a separate edition, not like a refurb of something else? No, it was a totally new edition. Okay, so technically it's a new area. Yeah. That's what I wanted to But it to was ask. attached to the house. Correct, And correct. on the same grounds. Mm -hmm. So um, it's about eight months later. So we moved upstairs to the new edition, and uh, John started to get sick a lot. Oh, no. Um, just really low energy, and he went to the doctor, and the doctor said, you're, you're healthy, you're fine. So you mostly know? like fatigue. Yeah, fatigue. So that's another sign. I don't know if you've ever heard the term psychic vampire. Um, psychic vampires tend to be humans that can, like, if you're in a conversation, you just get wore out talking to somebody, they probably don't even know that they're taking your energy. Oh. Um, they're called psychic vampires, but there are kind of negative connotations to those as well. And spirits can also be that, or demons or things like that. Oh. And so right away you saying that fatigue was the main issue yeah. of his uh, sickness makes a lot of sense as well. If this is something that's a negative en entity and it's trying to consume more energy, especially probably in a place where it's different than where he's from, it's going to consume Oh. The closest source of energy it can, which wow. would be uh, your boyfriend. Wow. Yeah. That sucks. Okay. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> sucks. <laughs> because he had to turn down two tours because he was just too tired. You know, it takes yeah. a lot of energy to be traveling and playing mm -hmm. and stuff. And um, so that was really starting to get to us. And... Uh, and then I got sick, and I had a lot of respiratory problems. Mm. And I was a vocalist in the in Oh, band. no. <laughs> yeah. Well, for example, have you ever seen Amityville Horror? Yeah. Okay, you know throughout the movie, the main character continues to get sick. Like, he's just cold oh, and he's I sick all the that. time. Like, and that's a part of it. Like, now his was a little more possible possession, but still, like, he huh. was being drained. He was constantly tired. He couldn't wow. sleep and just all of that. Yeah. Okay, so a year into it, um, it is November of 2005, and I am having bronchitis, God. continual bronchitis, 
uh, John is like, uh, you know, like listless and not sleeping and tired all the time. And um, I see the old man in the new edition. Ooh. And I had never seen him there before. Yeah. And he's standing in the threshold of the, the living room, the, the doorway. And, um, and I'm like, finally, what do you want? I, I, yep. I call out to him, what do you want? And the first time I get to see him actually disappear, and he, <laughs> this is so strange, he evaporated going up. Going up, that's interesting. Going up. Yeah, I don't know anything about that, but that sounds really interesting. Um, I mean, he just went whoosh, like, like air. Makes you wonder if like something, I don't know, like if there was like an energy source up above or something or just, I don't know. that's just the way it goes. You I know? don't know. Yeah, I've never, the, the spirits that I've seen throughout the years, I've never seen them dissipate. So I have no idea, you know. Yeah, I had never seen him dissipate <laughs> because he always went into another yeah. room. He always, there was a wall. So I told John about that and he was like, well, maybe he just was curious and he needed to know where you were. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. So uh, I am still having bronchitis, and um, this is within a days of seeing him upstairs in the new edition. Um, I'm lying in bed. Uh, John is asleep. I'm coughing, so I'm awake. Mm-hmm. And uh, I hear this going up the stairs. Now, they are they're, it's hardwood floors, but the stairs all had treads on them mm-hmm. so um it, it would be really hard to make that much noise yeah and at the top of the stairs was a black shadow of a person but it had two red glowing yep. eyes yep. no face no features but a long snout a mm. long snout like a german shepherd and um, I tried to wake him, and he is unwakeable. Mm-hmm. I mean, I am screaming, and this thing, without taking any steps, is next to the bed. Like, from 20 feet away, he's yep. next to the bed on my left. John is on the right. I look over, and there's another creature on the other side of John. Same, same kind of creature. And I'm screaming, yep. get out, get out. I'm resorting to, s- I am saying the Lord's Prayer. Yep, I've done that too. <laughs> Were you able to move at no, all? No, no. Okay, so definitely like, sleep paralysis. I, I'm awake, right. but I'm, mm-hmm. my body won't respond to my... Yep, that's sleep paralysis. And they start raising John out of the bed. Like... They're not moving, but John's body mm-hmm. is raising out of the bed. The covers are slipping off, and John is reaching up like this, like trying to hold on to something. And all of a sudden, they're gone, and John goes, boom, oh. back into the bed, and he wakes up. So he does wake up. Yeah, oh. but they're gone. 
sorry. No, it's frightening. Very, yeah, we, um, we talk, frightening like I said, too. Brad and I both suffer through what are called night hags. There's a really great documentary I recommend for you to check out on Netflix called Nightmare. And it's all about sleep hags and people's experiences. We just did a, a thing where we asked people, draw what your sleep your night hag looks like. And everybody's were black with red eyes and things like that. They're, it's a common but form. But it, didn't, it was, didn't look like a woman or a... That's just an old-fashioned term for it. Oh. That's just an old-fashioned. Because some people do see what they feel as an old. And I think it came from people being afraid of witches back in the day. Um, But, for example, I'll share with you the one I recently had where um, I woke up freezing cold. I couldn't move. Um, My blankets were ripped off of me, which never happens. And I felt a pressure on my stomach, and I thought it was my dog. I have a... um, uh, half Sharpe, half pug and I look over and he's not there and he's looking at something and I look in front of me and there's a black figure laying on my chest uh. with red eyes I can't see a face all I can see yeah. eyes and I said yeah. it, it was like uh, red but the eyes were boiling was the yeah. best term yes. for that and I, I tried Sarah kind of starts to wake up a little bit and it reaches out and it wipes its hand across her face and she goes right back to sleep <gasps> And I'm freaking out, and I, it's, I can feel its breath, and I can smell uh, its breath, and it smelled like burnt plastic. Oh and then it notices I'm looking at it, and it pushes its hand across my face, and then I wake up to my alarm. Like, so that was just last week. Wow. So, yeah, so it's, uh, that's why I got goosebumps when you said you saw something, a black figure, no face, with uh, red eyes. You know, and Brad's got his own stories. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> You're not alone. You are not okay. alone. And like I said, there's a whole documentary that talks about people's wow. own experiences wow. with it called Nightmare. So um, John wakes up and he says, I have a I just had the weirdest dream. <laughs> you would not believe this dr- this nightmare <laughs> as you're hyperventilating in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I said, before you say anything, let me see if your dream matches what just happened. Mm-hmm. And I told him what just happened. And he started to cry. He was like, oh, my God, that was my dream. And I said, it wasn't a dream. So the next few days we are, um, I, I had a friend from the group, the Wiccan group, mm-hmm. come over because it felt like we needed some help. Yeah. And we did a cleansing with John. The first time I, John participated in a cleansing. Oh, that is interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because uh, before it was like, oh, yeah, that's my, you know, yep. hippie girlfriend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. I know how that goes. My ex was like yeah. that as well. Yeah. <laughs> I would wait till she was gone. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we, you know, did candles and we did a circle of protection mm-hmm. and we did a lot of cleansing and protection spell mm-hmm. for us, for the two of us and our cats and the two cats. Um. Two days later, our cat died oh, unexpectedly. No. It, w- it wasn't old, like. Um, she was, I don't know, thirteen, but not no signs, not of. that old, no. Yeah. And John said, "Well, Posey was the guardian of the house, you know." Oh, that's and um, she went from you know a healthy you know fourteen pounds to like five pounds in less than a week. Once again, energy taking away that. Yeah, and the vet was just blown away at <sighs> her condition, and we put her down. God. So um, at that point, I said, I think we need to have an investigation mm-hmm. 
um, so that we can figure out what we're doing. And John's response was, oh, we're going to have an investigation and we're moving. <laughs> and, uh, but he didn't want to sell the house because he had just put so much money right. into this addition and everything. He said, we're just going to rent the house out see what happens wow so at this point the only thing that really had happened to him besides a sickness was he dreamt that he got lifted up in the air and dropped down yes. and things like that so yes enough to freak him out yeah and he's only experienced one of the many things that you experience yes yes <laughs> so we start packing and um we're in the middle of packing uh and and i get the northern california paranormal researchers group mm -hmm. i find them online and they agree to come and spend the night. And they say, you, you guys leave, and we're going to set up all our equipment. And they set up cameras everywhere and EVP things mm -hmm. so they could collect audio. Yeah, so for people that don't know what that is, it's electric voice phenomenon. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting. I've heard some really scary ones yes. through my time. Yes. <laughs> and uh, they set them up both in the back room in the original bungalow and at the doorways. It, they set up about eight different locations. They, they were very thorough. And um, we were um, just, you know, packing and getting ready to um, to move. And uh, they were due that weekend, and it was like Thursday mm -hmm. of that week. And uh, John was in the great room packing, and I was in the kitchen, and I heard John scream. Oh, no. I mean... It, uh, very unusual, you know. This mm -hmm. is like a macho guy. Oh yeah, He's a drummer, you know. Yeah, <laughs> they're know. like, okay, the world's ending. <laughs> yep, my boss Paradiddle. is a drummer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he ran in and he said, "We gotta go." <laughs> and I said, "Well, I'm just doing the dishes, man. I'm just." Mm -hmm. And he said, "Look up," and there was a black cloud over the top of our great room, which is two stories high. It's mm -hmm. a big. It was it's a nice place. <laughs> I was like, what is that? And he said, I don't know, but I'm freaking out. And all of a sudden, some the black cloud came from the great room into the kitchen. Oh, so it moved. It moved. And um, I felt like I was being shoved into mm -hmm. the, the sink area. I mean, like my body was being moved. Mm-hmm. And he said, I just got thrown across the room. Jesus. So it's moved from that to poltergeist type activities. I, this is crazy. Yeah. It's craziness. So we call So it, it knows something's up is essentially when, when yeah. spirits tend to do something like that, especially what are called intelligent hauntings. Uh -huh. Like when those tend to happen, they kind of know something's up and they react. Um, they know that there's really? a possibility that things are going to change. They like their energy sources. They like what's there. They love it. And all of a sudden they know things are about to change and they react violently sometimes. Because it knew that we were going to move out? Mm -hmm. Really? Or that you're bringing in this investigation, which oh, if right. this is say this, because I don't want to forget, I don't know if you know, but a lot of times shadow black figures tend to be demonic uh according to a lot of researchers and things like that and so if that's the oh case oh my god so if that's the case it definitely doesn't want you to go right and so it knows that if you get an investigation in the next more likely probable cause is priest let's exercise the house oh you know and okay. they are very intelligent um, if, huh. if it's not demonic then it is you know something that is still very intelligent 
Um, wow. It's frightening, yeah. <laughs> it was so frightening. Um, so we did leave and we stayed at a hotel that mm-hmm. night. And we took the cats with us. Good. <laughs> and, uh, well, the one cat left. And um, Quick question. Yes. Um, Any time that you guys didn't stay at the house throughout the time you guys lived there, uh, especially during the times you weren't feeling good, did you have, can you look back and remember whether or not you felt better when you were uh, outside of the house? Say, like, maybe you went to visit family or something like that. Maybe your, your physical being, you know, you were less fatigued and less sick. You know, or can we correlate it to? It didn't really affect me, but it affected John. Mm -hmm. I mean, he'd go to LA to do some session work, and he'd be fine. Yeah. Okay. Then yeah. But it didn't really affect me. Um, We had somebody stay at our house, a bass player um, who was touring Mm -hmm. and came to visit. You know, we had a lot of musicians come visit. And he stayed downstairs in the downstairs bedroom, and we were in the new addition. And uh, the next morning, he said, I will never stay in this house again. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and uh, he was a um, uh, Venezuelan. He's Latino. Mm-hmm. And very religious. Very and superstitious. Very superstitious. Mm-hmm. And he said, uh, I, I can't. I could, I, you know, I love you guys, but. I will never step foot in this house again. And he wouldn't tell us what happened. Yep. We uh, we call this a lot. My friend David and I started this term. Anytime we find proof of things, like somebody else says the thing, kind of what we were going on, we call it pudding because proof is in the pudding. <laughs> right. And so that to me would have been a good pudding moment for me to go, oh. see, I'm right. Things are happening. Here's a guy that's experiencing something too. He's like, I'm out of here. For me, that would have been mental note. For pudding, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, like those okay. are things. Like, as I'm, I'm, I'm listening to your story, and I'm just seeing you recount, and also be that person who's adding things up and adding things up. You yeah. know, <laughs> yeah, and that is a definite pudding moment right there. Okay, <laughs> we had several of those. Yes, <laughs> we had um, another um, very famous uh, musician came to uh, well while he was touring Edgar Winter, uh, good friend of John's, and uh, he. <laughs> He wouldn't come in the house. <laughs> and we thought, well, it's too much light. He really, he's albino and he mm-hmm. doesn't like a lot of, it hurts his eyes. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and, and John would be like, well, come on, it's ridiculous. We're all having dinner, you know? And he's like, bring <laughs> it out to the, to the bus. Bring it out to the Bring it out bus. to the bus. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. We never could figure that out. We we chalked it up to his. He's a kind of a quirky dude. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so the um, investigators came, and um, we you know called them a couple times during the night. Like, how's everything yeah. going? And <laughs> like you're checking on your kids. Yeah. <laughs> and and one of the guys said, "We're really busy. We'll call you." Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And and John was like, oh, my God, I hope it doesn't freak them out. Yeah, that kind of says a lot, though, because, you know, a lot of paranormal investigations is sitting around and waiting, oh. you know. And so if they're busy, oh. they, you know, they could be already finding some things or, you know, who knows? Okay. Yeah. And, and John was like, so have you found anything? Or, and they're like, <laughs> the guy was like, we'll tell you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
So pudding. <laughs> pudding. Yep. So the next uh, the next day, they it took them like two day, two or three days to, I guess, compile everything and and um, they didn't want to meet at the house. They said, "No, we'll, we'll let's meet at you know this another location." Yeah, they went out of there. They didn't want to show the evidence or talk about it in the house. Oh yeah, in front of them. In front of them? Mm-hmm. The spirits. Oh, okay. Because if they were intelligent, they might react? Or? Who knows? Yeah, I mean, anything. I, I, I feel like it's just taking precaution. Okay. You know, and okay. you put yourself in a, to a neutral location and things like that. And maybe if they saw some stuff, they wanted out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Possibly. Okay. You know, okay. this is all assumption. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was three guys and one of the guys left during the night. Oh, he he got out of there. Yeah. Um, so they said, yes, we we have evidence. Um, here are the EVPs. And one of them was, get out, get out, get out. Like in a grovelly older mm-hmm. man's voice. A lot of, it was a lot of the EV, EVPs I've heard. Um, get out is classic. Um, same thing with Amityville. Remember, you know, you hear that when the priest is in there, it says "get out." You know, and a lot of the EVPs. It wasn't that right, but, theatrical, but. <laughs> but like I've heard "get out" a lot on EVPs because oh, okay. they yeah. don't want. So, why would they say "get out" if they want to keep us there? Because it's not to you; it's to the paranormal investigators. Oh, you're their source. Oh, oh, okay. So they're telling them to get out. You know, like we said, if they're intelligent, let's say it's even demonic, they know that something could happen. They want them out of there because essentially it's ruining their good thing that they've got going on. Oh, okay. I did not know that. Consuming your energy, you know, being able to toy with you, play with you, you know, if it's a trickster type thing, you know, these guys are here to try to put a stop to it. So they think. Yeah, so they think. (laughs) Okay, okay. Um, Well, and then they showed video footage, um, a very heavy wooden chair um, moving across the room. Oh, wow. Um, And two black smoke, black smoke and the black mist um, forming into sort of one of those shadow people Mm -hmm. but um in the audio the guy is sort of screaming the investigator right screamed and it sort of blew the video wow so um and he kept saying you know i'm sorry i i sort of i lost my yeah (laughs) um during the sequence uh i was filming and i had a handheld and um, I just sort of lost it. Yeah. And so that's all we got. And they said, uh, you know, we, we feel that this place is definitely um, infested with yep, the word they right. use. Yeah, infested then strike. Because this is, was the question I was going to ask you. Infested. I, I didn't understand what that it, meant. It tends to mean more than one entity. Oh, lovely. Yeah, so infested refers to more than one entity, which is what I was going to ask, because so far through your story, the old man seems very different than the black figure. Yeah. And so that they both might exist in that space. Um, In fact, you know, you said you saw two 
figure. So there could be multiple ones. Um, so if we look at things as being demonic or things like that, those things could have been the black figures, whereas your old man okay. could have been a traditional spirit that once right. inhabited that property or uh, something along those lines. They can tend to exist together. Sometimes oh, okay. they can interact. Sometimes huh. they can help. Um, ah. It just depends. I mean, who knows? Because you never, you said you never really got a bad vibe from the old man. Yeah. And so he could have been there trying to protect as well. That's what we thought. That yeah. the old man was a, a guardian spirit of the property. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, he may have been what dissipated them when your boyfriend fell. You know? Oh. Who knows? I mean, I'm completely making this up on the spot. But <laughs> you never know. I mean, especially if you never huh. got a bad vibe from it. Okay. He could have been there trying to help, but okay. I mean, at the end of the day, he's just energy where these, if we believe that demons are real, are more than just energy. Really? Right. So. So that was at uh, the end of November and we moved uh, December 30th. Oh, so you guys were gone. <laughs> yeah. For sure. So the epilogue. <laughs> Real quick, was there anything in that last month? That happened? Yes, the cat died unexpectedly. Uh, John's cat. Oh, wow. Um, we had um, things move. So it, a it lot. had amped up. Oh, gosh. Every day something mm -hmm. happened. Um, <laughs> yeah. And all our electrical stuff. The microwave blew up, there was nothing in it. Jeez. It just went. So, like I had said earlier, it was like trying to do everything it could, like to just. I don't know, in its own weird way to try to keep you by, you know. Well, that wasn't keeping me. Right, yeah. The, it's, <laughs> intelligent doesn't The washing machine smart. and the dryer both stopped. Uh, the dishwasher pooped out. Everything <laughs> that was electrical. You know, it could also be at that point. Um, so uh, being Wiccan, you, uh, are you familiar with the term shielding? Okay, mm -hmm. so at that point, you're probably naturally shielding mm -hmm. at that point, and so it's probably not able to uh, essentially attack you guys much like it oh. was, so it's having to react in different ways and, and get energy elsewhere, because at that point, you are 100% sure there's stuff there, yeah. and so John's probably naturally shielding without realizing yeah. it, and it's just, that could explain another yeah. reason why it amped up. And we had a group from my... Um my Wiccan group, mm -hmm. they came by, like, at least once a week. Mm -hmm. There was always somebody. And we had a friend who was also a musician, pretty famous musician, who um, he is really into, into spirituality, earth-based spirituality. And he's also Latina. He's from San Francisco Bay Area. And he came by and did a blessing. Um, this you know, it became, it was starting to become like <laughs> noticed. A yeah. <laughs> starting to become noticed in our circle of friends and colleagues. And, and John was like, now I'll never be able to sell this house. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, what did I do? Mm -hmm. So we moved um, from Santa Cruz right into San Francisco. And John has never set foot in the house since. He wow. had he hired property management. Mm -hmm. um, they did some. They did a lot of more construction to separate the two areas, and now we've got two separate: That's the bungalow yeah. 
and the new addition is now a beautiful one-bedroom apartment with a big full kitchen and blah 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 well we the property management kept people kept fleeing the home not paying rent not staying we had one woman with a teenage son who said something attacked my son the son was bedroom was that back bedroom oh wow they lasted two weeks wow (laughs) two weeks the next group of people college girls three weeks the next group of people a couple with a baby three to four weeks See, see where I'm going with mm-hmm. this? Finally, an older woman with her aging mother moved in. The aging mother was living in the back room. John said to the property management people, tell them the back room is not habitable. <laughs> <laughs> I know that sounds crazy. No, I love it. I love it. And, and that if somebody is going to live in that back room... It's at their own risk, and I want them to sign some a waiver. Mm-hmm. Well, the, our Bobby Mackey's episode that will be premiering, uh, or actually was just the last episode, uh, they have a sign out front that basically says the same thing, enter at your own risk. And this was from his lawyer yes. that said, ghosts are known to be here and can yes. attack and do things, enter at your own risk. So, so maybe John had his lawyer, maybe he's t- talked to some people because they're, is now an addendum mm-hmm. anyone that rents that either one of those properties on that land they have to sign this addendum saying it's at their own risk and yeah it's smart it's smart i i totally agree with it i'm just at this point i'm surprised like, why has no one brought in a priest <laughs> uh well the investigators were very hesitant um i asked them is does this place need to be exercised? Mm-hmm. And they said, well, I'd, we didn't think it was that bad, but um, we don't know. This is our, you know, s- second or third investigation. Ah. Uh, so they were still a little green, a little yeah. fresh. And that's why one of them left in the middle of the night. He was just too scared. Too scared. Yeah, you know, and it's one of those things that if it's if it's not done, or, or depending on how powerful it can be, the exorcism can only tick it off. Yeah. You know, and make things worse. And so, I don't know, it's, it's scary. You yeah. know, because then I'm like, oh, well, I, you know, I'm not I'm not a Christian. You know, but at the same time, I'm like, bring in a priest. He knows. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have since become a Christian. Mm-hmm. And um, I fervently believe in prayer and scripture because it is so weighted with belief. Mm-hmm. And belief is the power behind this. So. Exactly. Yeah. There's a book series that I read, and it's... Um, It's fictional as if vampires were legalized in America, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, one of the thing is, is they're vampire executioners and um, they they can't stand the sight of crucifixes, of course, but only if you're a true believer. So it actually works for all religions. So she's actually Wiccan. And so she wears a pentacle and Mm -hmm. it'll glow Mm -hmm. around, you know, and there's other characters that wear, you know, different different symbols of their religion. Like a Star of David. Yeah. So it's it's really about belief. You know, because uh, in that, you know, I don't know. I believe that, you know, all the gods that are represented in the world are probably all come from the same source. That's my opinion. Um, So everybody's belief system is accurate. And so that same belief could be a a force for good. And so we're good people. And John and I were good people. And we didn't understand why they came 
to our house? Why it, are they? It, 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 you know, from what I've gathered, it's just you just happen to be there. You know, um, who you knows? You mean they were there? Yeah, before I the believe house? they were there before. Or you oh. know, sometimes entities can be attached to people. Um, you know, you know. You said you experienced something before. It's possible something attached to you and it came with you from eight years old. Sure. I don't know. Uh, it's a possibility. Or it was there. It'd be really interesting if you could really find out the history of the land. Like, you know, what was it like in terms of Native American times? What oh, Was it a spiritual okay. place before developers came in? You know, all of that okay. stuff. There's so much stuff that it could be. Like, I found out that my home was actually um, built on where the city cemetery was in Toledo, Ohio, back before the city expanded. So when the city expanded, they uprooted the cemetery and moved it. And my brother used to have metal detectors, and he would find, like, coffin handles and things like that. And we did research and found out that that's where the city cemetery was. And our wow. house was super haunted wow. and um, things like that. So there's so many things that could come into play. Uh, you know, it could be, like, an ancient god. I mean, anything's possible. Who knows? I mean, you know, you're looking no. in the, uh, you know, Northern California, you're getting into the Pacific Northwest. Um, there, uh, the tribes that were up there were not nice tribes. Um, they were definitely darker and into oh. some, um, kind of more, their gods were more, um, darker and meaner really because it was colder and it was rough. Um, and the mm. trees were so big once you mm. got into, like, you know, the redwoods yes. and things like that. Yes. And so they were darker spirits. And, um, wow. so, you know, and if we believe that those spirits existed, it could have been something like that. Or who knows? I mean, we're still, people are still looking into why, when people have this night hag syndrome, why do so many of us see black creatures with red eyes? You know, why is that such a common thing? Is it is it because that's something our brain tells us? Or is there something that's there that some of us are able to see that it actually exists? You know? Wow. That's creepy. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> that and, and, and that's what this show's all about, is exploring yeah. those things, yes. right? Yes. And so I'm so thankful for you to bring that to us. Uh, but I'm very yeah, interested in, in hearing um, uh, about um, your experience at eight years old. Okay. Yeah, I'd love to hear that. Okay. <laughs> so, um, the Brasso Mansion uh, was built in the right before Vermont became a state, so 1790. So, right around the time Bernie Sanders was born. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I love him. <laughs> and um, it was. Uh, Built by the Brasso family, and I'm not sure what they did or how they got their money. Uh, but it's a gorgeous, beautiful, you know, mansion. Mm -hmm. um, the bones were gorgeous. Um, this was, um, I was eight years old, uh, so it's the mid-60s. I don't know. <laughs> Late 60s. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, my parents were thinking about starting another business my dad was a car salesman car dealer kind of thing and my mom wanted to get involved and she always wanted a and b so um contacted a realtor who said and we were in vermont at the time who said i have an idea if you want to fix her upper mm -hmm. my parents were young enough they were like yeah we yeah we could probably do that <laughs> <laughs> so um my mom and my two older sisters and myself 
um, when it was a beautiful sunny Saturday, um, midday, gorgeous day, uh, springtime, and um, the realtor um, drove us there, and it's this overgrown, it was like a Daphne du Maurier short story, you know, where you... Mm -hmm. You know, the Mandalay after the fire. Okay. <laughs> um, and she didn't get out of the car. And we said, and my mom was like, well, aren't you going to show us? And she handed my mom the keys. And she said, I'm going to stay here because I won't go any further into the property than this. And my mom was like, is it, that, is it unsafe? Should we leave the kids here? And because uh, my sisters, you know, we're all about seven years apart, right? Mm -hmm. So we were all little kids, you know. Mm -hmm. And the realtor went, that's your choice. It's the building has good bones and it's safe. You're not going to fall through. It's <laughs> not that dilapidated. Right. So my mom was like, great. Let's go, girls. And took the keys from the realtor. And my older sister, who was in high school at the time said I think this is weird mom that the realtor won't even drive up the driveway oh wow this is weird and my mom was very excited ha <laughs> yeah let's go as let's I would check be this too. out <laughs> <laughs> and my mom said you know they think this place is haunted so let's all stick together and um, keep an open mind so I think my mom had some somewhat of a gift, too. Yeah, it, it tends to be hereditary. Okay. Mine, I, okay. same thing. Okay. Both Brad and I have both discovered, after really talking to family members, things go back. Yeah. So, yeah. for sure. Okay, cool. <laughs> so we um, go up the stairs, and it's this grand entrance into a beautiful foyer. And you can tell it's really dilapidated and hadn't been lived in in about 40 years. And so all this, no electrical, plumbing, everything would have needed to be redone. But yes, the bones were beautiful, the woodwork, the carved fireplaces, the beautiful parquet wood floors, everything seemed really nice. As we traveled further into the house, it felt like it was getting newer and newer and newer. Hmm. And... My mom said, I'm very drawn to go upstairs, but I don't think you girls should go with me. Hmm. But the three of you stick together, and I'm going upstairs. So, and my sisters were like, well, you just told us to stick together. <laughs> and my mom was like, yep. I know I did, but there's something drawing me upstairs, and you girls stay downstairs. And my oldest sister, Susan, kept saying, there's no way they're going to even buy this place. It needs so much work. And my middle sister, Betsy, said, what work does it need? It's all shiny. It's beautiful. This place is beautiful. And I looked around, and it started to be shiny and beautiful. And then Susie disappeared going one way into one room, and Betsy and I went into this ballroom, and all of a sudden you could hear music. Oh. Like calliope music, like something like pre-electrical mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> music, and we and 
we're looking out this big window and there are children and formal gardens and women with long dresses and parasols and men with the waistcoats and the knickers and and tables of food and I was like I want to go play I was eight yeah, yeah and Betsy was like don't let go of my hand and how old was Betsy uh, let's see. I was eight. She was 13. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And she said, just show, tell me what you see out the window there. And I said, I want to play with those kids. It looks like fun. They had sticks and balls they were mm-hmm. playing with. And, uh, and there's, look at all the cakes and everything on that table. And um, how come the people are wearing these funny clothes? <gasps> and Betsy was like, wow, I'm seeing this too. And we turn around, and the kitchen, we were in the kitchen, or what would have been the kitchen, was bustling with maids with the hats wow. on. and the, But nobody saw us. Right. And I'm sure you still remember this vividly as well. Oh, my God. Yeah. And so does my sister. Mm-hmm. And she's like, are you seeing what I'm seeing? She, could, she couldn't even articulate it. And then she started to call for Mom. Mom, Mom. And I said, how come nobody is reacting when we're calling to mom? And what is going on? This is, and we started to feel like there was static all around our bodies. Like, and it was hard to describe when you're eight. I yeah. was like, I feel all tingly. Yeah. And, my, and Betsy's going, I do too. We got to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, and Betsy's going, God, I wish I had my camera. This is so weird. So we both run out, and my sister Susan, who is the older one, is sitting on the front steps, and she's really upset. And um, my mom walks out, and she says, get in the car. We're leaving. We have to go. And she gets in the car, and she says to the realtor, well, now we know why no one's lived here for 40 years. This place is incredibly haunted. And what I just saw was untenable. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. there's, you know, if this is what you're going to show me, then I think I need a new realtor. Wow. She was really upset. So not only did all the kids see something. My mom but did. But your mom did, too. Yeah. Wow. So it wasn't until, oh, gosh, like, 20 years later that mom was talking about the oh I remember the Brasso mansion she and and Betsy and I were like what did you see mom you you never did tell us she said I saw a man hanging from the upstairs bedroom he Mm. he had hung himself and it was like post-civil war that's the era that Betsy and I saw Mm -hmm. Which explains the toys that the kids were playing with as well. It's similar of that time. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, you know, my mom was like, wow, that, that was such a haunting. And we looked up the Brasso Mansion, and a family had bought it and just turned it into a big family home and lived there for many, many years. And I don't think they experienced anything. So well, why is that? Well, I, it does not surprise me. Um, everything that you've told me thus far, um, you know, with your mother having the site, um, which means that, you know, you are already sensitive to that stuff. 
which okay. us sensitive folks tend to find those things. Um, it it happens huh. a lot. My wife, who sees nothing ever, um, but both my friends and I, or my sister, will come into town and we can see and feel things where she's like, there's nothing, guys. Um, Brad and I have a theory that um, either A, hereditary, B, also, if you're, if you see something or experience something, you are forever open to it. Oh, uh, much great. like, say you buy a Jeep, <laughs> right? And all of a sudden, you all of a sudden now see Jeeps everywhere, right? Oh, that's true. And that's we true. feel like okay. it's that kind of thing. It's like once your brain kind of learns to see it, it can't unsee it, you know? Oh. Um, but it also can be, you know, the sensitivity is now open. You've opened yourself to it. But we didn't ask for it. No. I mean, no, my, my sister don't. and I weren't going, ooh, let's see what we can see. We were just yeah. innocent. No, it just sounds like your family is a sensitive type family. Um, huh. you know, that, that becomes open to that. And, you know, and that's where, you know, I think some of that training in Wicca um, will still come in handy to this day, shielding yeah. and things like that. Um, I teach that to people of all religions, that it's a great way to, A, help deal with stress mm -hmm. um, and other people's negativity, mm -hmm. um, but also the spiritual realm. Yeah. You know, shielding is very important and grounding, and uh, yeah. it's very, very interesting. <laughs> I'm sure you have a hundred other other stories as I well. do, a lot of, from San Francisco when I was living there. Yeah, um, I would love to have you come back sometime, because uh, we're running out of time, but I'd love to have okay. you come back sometime and just chit-chat with when Brad can come in to okay. chit chat and uh, share some more stories. Cause okay. we ha definitely have a bunch. Um, we could do like a little round table. It could be a lot of fun, Okay, but Great. thank you so much for coming on Jennifer. That was, you're welcome. Woo, that got me some goosebumps quite a few times. So <laughs> thank you again so much. Woo. That's, that's the Santa Cruz house, and that's her story with her family at the Brasso Mansion. I'm going to need a nap. No, don't go to sleep because you'll end up dreaming about this and get a night hag just like she had. You know, it is, it is amazing, the, the guy getting lifted up out of the bed and her witnessing this happen. Yeah. And, and then comparing dreams and being like, yeah, that's what I dreamt. Holy crap. And even, uh, so like last week we did Bobby Mackey's Music World, and even like Bobby Mackey, that guy is still kind of like, eh, I don't know if it's really real. <laughs> but now he, there's a clause in yeah. his renter's agreement that says that you cannot sue him right. if haunted stuff happens to you in the house. That's crazy. And <laughs> after the interview was over, she, she shared with me quite a bit of other information as well. Um, you know, she We're going to have her on again. Please. Um, she's got some other that. stories, um, even some that deal with UFOs and things like that. I was um, sitting here like screaming internally to myself as she was talking. Like, I want to I wanna say something, but it doesn't work like that through no, recordings. No, it doesn't. That's, you had to go and be somewhere else with your puppy dog. <sighs> He's doing better, though. Uh, but she had mentioned um, that she had always wondered if there was some sort of abduction or um, something of the kind that maybe surrounded her night hags, which is something that you've talked about. Oh, yeah. And here in a few weeks on the podcast, we're actually going to be delving into a two-part episode into sleep uh, paralysis and night hag. And there's a good chance that episode could float over into the FM, so stay tuned. Absolutely, and if it does, I think she would be a good one to chit-chat with. Oh, absolutely. Um, we are so very thankful for Gen B. Uh, man, I mean, I still have goosebumps right now just, like, <laughs> talking about it with her. And, like I said, we talked for a good hour afterwards, yeah. like, just having to come down from all of that. Yeah. 
because it was heavy. I didn't expect it to be heavy. And I, you know, you and I both kind of thought, oh, well, this just will be kind of like a little listener story. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be fun. It'll kind of be <laughs> one like, hour later. Yeah. One hour <laughs> later. I'm like, man, this should have been a four part episode. We could really keep going. And yeah. she was like, yeah, we could have kept going. <laughs> but no, I well, wanted our time to... slot is only nine to ten. <laughs> yeah, it's only nine to ten. And I wanted to make sure that you're there uh, yeah. after it was all over. I was like, my gosh, there's so much stuff that like I think correlates with stuff that's happened to you um i know there were things that's happened to me and it's just kind mm-hmm. of those pudding moments which i taught pudding. her about pudding and um but who man I, just you know california so here she is on either end of the of the <laughs> united states having it like having crazy things and then where she's from i believe is the same area where the betty and barney hill stuff took place the really? the uh the first ever uh, American documented uh, abduction. abduction case, yeah. um, and, and which just, is a sad story. In the it end. is a sad story. I'm actually reading the book that they wrote. Uh, but as usual, we want to remind you uh, that yeah, I mean, much like Gen B, if you if you have a story and it's a biggin, biggin, we can interview you if you want, and we can devote an entire episode if you think it's something that's going to be big. Or heck, we could do a half an episode. You know, maybe you're from Taylor County or some other county. And we could fit that into our Ghosts of the Kentucky Counties episodes, you know, mm-hmm. and make that part of that. So don't don't feel weird if it's extra long or it's extra small. Like, even, even a short paragraph, we can put a couple of those together into the listener stories and have two or three at the end. They don't all have oh, yeah. to be epic. They don't all have to be super long. Um, but we love both. We like, you know, short stories and we like the longer ones. I just like knowing I'm not the only one that suffers. That's right. And remember, if you want to send those in, you can send those in to Fearscape Stories at WCHQFM.com. Yeah, you can. Holy moly, man. I just I want to reiterate and talk about this one more time. The the two black figures that she saw, the red eyes, mm-hmm. reminds me of the dream I had recently where I said that I saw the, the hag on my chest and it was just those red eyes and boiling. And I shared that with Jen and yeah. she like started to like like panic a little bit. You know, that's know. something I discovered in my research uh, for the podcast for this uh, sleep paralysis night hag episode is it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter your race, your religion. It does not matter who you are. Everybody around the world has experienced the same kind of figure. And there's so much science that still has giant question marks over it. Of Why in the world has this continued to haunt us for thousands of years, thousands of years. I don't know what it is. Um, the, the one thing I will say that I really enjoyed having Jen on was her saying thank you. Um, This was a pudding for her to Mm -hmm. hear that uh, we've had stories or when I would share that these are classic signs of things. Classic episode. That was kind of like, wow. You know, those were moments for her where she didn't feel so alone. Yeah. And, um, And that's part of what we do. And so we're here for you. We're here. We are. We're here for you. But thank you guys so much for tuning in as usual every week here on Fearscape FM. Uh, We want to remind you to uh, check us out on our social medias. Oh, yeah. If you want to check us out on the social medias, you can find the old Fearscape and Spooky crew along with our podcast information at Fearscape Pod on the Twitters, the Instas and the Facebooks. And then if you want to check me out, it's Bzilla underscore comedy on all the sames. That's right. And I'm at Improv Is Law. Is Law. Uh, Is. That's with an S, not 
not a Z. <laughs> Improv is law um, on Twitter and Instagrams. Uh, but you can also check out Brad and I. We do sidetracked improv. We have uh, shows at the Bardstown. That's 1801 Bardstown Road every first Saturday of the month at 10 p.m. Upstairs, 10 bucks at the door. It's a really, really good time. And you get to hang us, uh, hang out with us. And we'll more than likely be doing our signature long form called Fearscape. Uh, but, yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, next week we've got a really great topic. I can't wait for you guys to listen in. Me. <laughs> uh, but other other than that, I have been Stefan, and I will catch you on the flip side. And I have been Brad. Hold those blankets extra tight. Good night, folks. Night, night. <laughs>